Blog Talk Radio. Right now. 
Oh, so you'll get get to it. Now, now let me ask you this, Marlon, because I, I, I've been I've been trying to make the lemon pepper wings just like I get in the restaurant. I can't make that sauce. I can uh, What's that? How you make that lemon pepper roux or whatever that is? I don't know. I would imagine you got to put some butter and flour together. Butter and what flour? But I don't do know. I never made them. I always buy them out of the restaurant. Can you investigate that for me? Cause you, yeah, you, I, think- I know you a you a cooker. I'll check that out for you, Rodney. You are right. You are right, right Mom. So, so what's the good word? What's the good word out there? Uh, we talk. We talk in relationships this month. We talking love and 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 you know you know we we didn't we didn't delved in some of the even the taboo areas of threesomes and things of that nature. Uh, I know you and I talked earlier this week. You you looking to get back out in the dating scene? What's the what's the biggest hurdle for a, a woman of a certain age getting back out there? Trying to get somebody your age, you better get some younger men so you can have some fun. The young dudes be hitting on you, huh? Like my age. Yeah, they really like me. I don't know why. Well, you ain't a bad looking woman, mom. Yeah, but I'm old. <laughs> well, you know, some dudes can't erase. Like. You can't erase old. If you old, you just old. You old, you just old. Yeah. I love yeah. them. Because I got to eat these wings right, okay? All right, well, get, get your wing on. It's Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. And, yes, for the record, that is really my mama. That is really my mama. Y'all get ready. We, we, um, we're definitely um, locking this show in. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more Rodney Perry Live. It's Rodney Perry. You don't want to miss this show today, man. Fourth down, Coach. What do we do? I'll tell you what we do. I want you to go on the field. Look for anyone with an O. Let's kill them. With kindness. Jimmy, want you to make balloon animals. Tyler, make little tea cozy. Something fun. Are you okay? <laughs> we will win this for Mother Russia. Coach, eat a Snickers. Why is that, Chief? You get a little loopy when you're hungry. Better. Better. Now let's go work! Yeah! Go get him, guys. You're not you when you're hungry. Snickers satisfies. Hey, y'all. Stay right there. We come back. More Rodney Perry Live. Your boy Rodney Perry is coming to a city near you. That's right, a city near you. Go to our website, www.rodneyperry.com. www.rodneyperry.com. That's right, the black tour is coming your way. And it's dark skin, dog. Yeah, that's like time. I'm sorry, time. Hey, y'all, we are back. It is your boy, Rodney Perry. And uh, if you're on the line and you, and you want to chop it up, you want to talk to me, please hit the one. Please hit the one, and we'll get right to you, man. So, uh, again, uh, we want to definitely uh, uh, thank all of, my, all of my people, all of the listeners. I mean, as, as this show is beginning to grow, uh, I'm looking at the analytics that I get from Blog Talk Radio, and we're 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 really staying consistently around this this fifteen twenty thousand archive. People are are really archiving the show, so continue to pass the word. If you listen to the show, tell a friend. You know, send the link out. You know, it's easy to send the link out, and uh, it's easy to let people know about what we're doing over here. So continue to pass the link on. I'm at Rodney Perry on Twitter. If you're on right now, I'm I'm on my Twitter as we're doing the show. We're multitasking. But enough about me, enough about my banter. 
it's time to bring, you know, uh, one of those guys on. You understand? When I, when I say those guys, when I, you know, when you look at, at the Hollywood scene and you look at uh, leading men, you look at, at guys that are, are becoming like the go-to guy in Hollywood, uh, this guy is definitely becoming that from, from film success to television success and everything in between. He's a philanthropist. He's a, a, a actor. You know, and 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 just a good dude, man. My man, Lamar Ruck. What's up, Lamar? What's good? What's good? And and, and did I? I didn't even throw in entrepreneur. <laughs> hey, you leave it up to me. That list is gonna get longer and longer. So, uh, now are you part Jamaican? Uh, but you know what's funny? We all Africans, man. So we yes, all work hard. <laughs> You know yes, what I'm saying? But uh but I, I do have some Caribbean blood in me too, no doubt about it. But uh from Barbados, not Jamaica. So ah, got I'm it, got it, got for it. But the East Coast and all over and you know, definitely the Caribbean as well. I love yeah, it, no man. Doubt. So tell tell me about foreplay, first of all. It's F O R P L A I. Uh this is this is your one of your newest ventures. Yeah, it's actually pronounced for play. Uh, but it's for play by Lamont Rucker's all-natural uh, bath and, and body care uh, signature line that I created with a partner of mine, beautiful sister named Ty Morrison, who owns Coffee Day Spa in Dallas, Texas. Mm. Uh, we got together a couple years ago and, you know, decided to, uh, you know, create a signature line of my own. Um, and she's been doing this kind of thing for, for a number of years, um, selling her own products in her spa and uh, has an incredible reputation. And I, I fell in love with her her products, you know, uh, as well. So I consider going into business with a couple other people, being a spokesperson for a couple other brands. But, uh, you know, I was so uh, impressed with um, with what she was doing. We found a way to, uh, you know, collaborate and create this line. So, you know, the theme of it is uh, purity of spirit, passion for life, peace of mind, and power within. So it's really a, a product line, yes, but it's really about, uh, you know, having the opportunity every day to just kind of form your own personal ritual of, you know, self-renewal, you know what I mean, like rejuvenation okay. and cleansing your body and your spirit and your mind, you know, so we can get up every day and do our Rodney Perry show, you know, so we yes, can sir. get up every day and love and uh, encourage and support our family so we can get up every day and, you know, do whatever it is God has kind of purposed us to do, whatever our, uh, whatever the dreams are that we're chasing, you know, that takes, that takes a lot of energy, a lot of motivation and a lot of, uh, inspiration. So, you know, I wanted to make sure that whatever opportunity I was creating for, yeah, business and wealth creation in my life and then my partner's lives and then our community was still something that, wasn't just going to be about me being half naked, you know, on the <laughs> on the packaging, you know, right, 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 uh, right, or anything like that. But although there's definitely some sensuality incorporated into it, because that's really what it is, it's that the you know the the real the real real message in a way is really about kind of intimacy. But the purity of that word really is, you know, not just sexual intimacy and the sensual physical energy that exists between, you know, between us and between the people, you and the people you love, but, um, but really a spiritual intimacy as well. So it's kind of a marriage of those two things, you know, so it's feel good about yourself, smell good, you know, uh, give off some good sexy energy, 
at the same time, you know, have uh, have God, you know, uh, energy inside of you that's, you know, illuminating from the inside out. So, like I said, we can go out and be a part of some positive change every day. Got it. Hey, now, now, what did what did Ty? What did she say to you? Because I know, you know, I mean, your, your brand is, is growing by leaps and bounds, and I'm sure you safeguard it, you know, as much as any of us do our brands as it, as it develops. So, I mean, of course you knew the product, but what was that thing that said that she said to you that said, you know, I got to be, I got to get on board with this? You know what? It wasn't anything very specific that she said. Um, I'm not actually very uh influenced or persuaded by the people very, very well or right. very easily much at all. I, you know, and I don't and I don't mean that to sound stubborn, but just in a sense that something has to speak to me. You yeah. know, not so much a person has to speak to me, but I try to be very much in touch with my intuition. I think I've been privileged enough to have a lot of very good people around me to have a good eye for talent, you know, so to speak. And also just as a man, you know, even talking to you, I mean, we know that in that space when it comes to uh, health and beauty products or, you know, things that uh, are typically created in that space, typically they don't they don't really appeal to us very much, you know, yeah. as as men. And as men, you know, as, as, as you know, as men, <laughs> put it down, you know, just like there's not either things smell a little too feminine or, you know, it's like, oh man, this is nice, but uh, I don't really care for the name very much. Right, or the packaging or, is crazy you know, or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't really. I'm not really feeling cool with having this little glitter bottle on top of my dresser. You <laughs> right. know, even though it even though it smells great, this ain't really working for me. You right. know, so it was a combination of just as a consumer, um, you know, really liking the product, and that you know it was more so about the quality of the product. And then the fact that it's all natural, the fact that, again, you know, yeah, it's a sister and I'm going into business with a black woman and, you know, this is a black-owned business and our other partners are also, you know, African-Americans and people of color. I mean, we're looking at our manufacturers, uh, you know, again, being people of color. To me, all of that, all of those elements were important. I thought some of the creative ideas that she had and that she put on the table were great. And I just thought it was kind of a good, combination of, of, of skills, of talents and of value and I saw and I saw the potential. You know, weren't a lot of other men, like I'm saying, even in this space brand wise, mm. commodity wise, and I thought it was something that I could be a strong representative of, but it had to actually speak to me and it had to be something that I could speak for, you know, that I could believe yeah. in, that I would be comfortable with standing for and standing by, not something that belonged to somebody else and all they wanted to do was stick my name or face on something that didn't that I didn't have any ownership of, no control. You know, and again I'm a businessman, so it's it wasn't just um let me find a way to, you know, to get some attention. It was like, you know, this is this is part of the fun of, of being a creative, you know, business person, you know, coming up yeah. with an idea, expanding on it. You know, so the overall vision of this is really for it to go even beyond the the body uh product stuff. I mean, this the vision for this is really to expand it into a lifestyle brand um, as a whole, you know, so that's interior design, that's, um, you know, home goods, that, you know, the things that uh, 
Martha Stewart and, right. you know, B. Smith and Nate Burkus and all the things that those folks are doing, you know, we don't really have that from uh, now, now, do you a, have a strong passion for that kind world? of, I mean, you know, is from that a something? male perspective, you know what I mean? Exactly. So, so do you have a passion for that? Like, you know, for that that world, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, I tell you, what, I spend ninety percent of my TV time watching HGTV and you know trying to figure out this stuff. You know, and me and my wife, that's exactly. like our thing. And a lot of people do. That's what I'm saying. So that's yeah. where there's a very significant amount of interest and and curiosity and and even market share. You know, for uh, a lot of people do that. You know, people I know people who are in love with Home Depot. I know people who can't. You know, can't get out of Target anytime they, you know, anytime right. they try, they go in there to spend twenty dollars on something and walk out of there spending two, two hundred dollars on something. So, and the fact that it's just part of a daily, part of our daily environment, our home, our our family lifestyles, our own personal, you know, daily habits and rituals. Everybody bathes. I hope you know. Everybody, <laughs> you know, most people again, and no joke, all jokes aside, but you know, most people again with homes, right, with the place mm-hmm. to stay, you know, sleep in the bed, put bed sheets on, you know, um, like the de- people's decoration and decor in their bedroom and bathrooms is very, very important. I know people, even if their living room don't look like much or nothing, especially women, right? That bathroom. Right. Is going to be their, you know, sanctuary. You know what I'm saying? So, so I'm kind of, as opposed to some designers or some creative people who are looking at that home space and looking at the products that appeal to people, people's spirit and their tastes. Some people start in the living room or on the outside of a home, right? You know, home decor or, uh, uh, you know, home design. And I'm just kind of starting with the body and going outward. You know, so I'm going from the body to the bathroom. To the bedroom, then the living room, and you know, and beyond. So I'm kind of working from a more personalized, kind of intimate, personal space, and then allow that to be where people then can express themselves a little bit more throughout. And hopefully, I can create some concepts and designs and products that you know appeal to that same, um, you know, to appeal to those tastes and those needs. I mean. I know it's tough for me to find sheets that I like, you know, because I'm like, all right, it's obvious a brother didn't design this. This ain't (laughs) ain't for me, you know. Um, So, you know, I just kind of want to do a little bit more of that. I think I've got a good vibe for what other men, you know, like. You know, I I think I've got an understanding of what we, what's important to us, what appeals to us. And then women have always been a huge part of my life personally and professionally, and, you know, and I, I think I've got a good understanding of what, of what their tastes are, you know, uh, what they like that's that's feminine, and even the things that women like that have kind of a male energy to them, you know, because women right. sometimes want girly, frilly things around them, but sometimes they also want things that have kind of like that that energy and that 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 power and that warmth, you know, that uh, that male you know colors and textures and and fibers and fra- fabrics also have, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, and, and even, even fragrances to, too, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So even with the products that we have, like Purity, for example, is much lighter. It has, um, you know, tones in it that are that are sweet and floral, and there's, you know, like a sugar, uh, you know, scent and ingredient in it. But yet Passion um, is warmer. It has more cocoa and, and caramel, and, you know, it's just like a, it's a little bit of a thicker, warmer tone to it. So, you know, one's more feminine, the other is more masculine. But every, a lot of women love, 
you know, passion, because even though uh, it's warmer, it still appeals to both male and female, although purity appeals more to, to women. So I'm trying to do this in a way that's unisex and everybody can identify, because a lot of times, man, we get left out, you know? We get left out all oh, the time. Oh, we always get left out. It's only yeah, one man throwing the whole mob. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what I'm saying? Let me let me let me make sure that everybody know the the website is a foreplay one word f o r p l a i dot com. The Twitter they're at foreplay and the Facebook is foreplay as well. That's f o r p l a i. Uh, really That's interesting. Right. Interesting um, uh, concept, and and I'm glad you definitely you putting it out there. Now let's talk yeah, about Lamont Rucker, man. When I when I think about your brand and and who you've become before our eyes, you make it cool to be a good dude. Is that is that <laughs> something that that has ever been a chore for you? Has it? Uh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, there are plenty of times where being a good dude hasn't been cool. You know, you get teased for doing the right thing. You mm-hmm. get, uh, you know, clowned for, you know, being smart, you know. I, I mean, I used to get bullied for getting good grades and being to school on time and, you know, um, not wanting to hang out on the corner and throw my life away. Some of the same cats that's, that were on the corner when I was in fifth grade, they're still there. You know what I'm saying? So, um, real gangster, in my opinion, is having the courage to to fight against some of these influences that can easily, you know, um, be the things that throw our lives down the toilet. I've seen it happen to too many people. I've lost too many friends, relatives, you know, to some of those bad choices or, or you know, the violence and other self-destructive behavior. So for me, you know, that was never really uh, appealing to me. Now, trust me, it was tempting. You know, I'm human again, especially as a as a young mind and as a child and as a young boy. It's difficult not to fall into those patterns, not to, you know, again want the attention and and um, uh, you know, acceptance of your right your friends who you consider your friends, mm-hmm. and not to fall into that peer pressure, not to, you know, yo, I had to turn down like eleven hundred dollars a week when I was in like tenth grade. This cat was trying to get me to hustle. You know what I mean? Wow. You know how hard that was? <laughs> I mean, that was probably more money a week as a high school kid than my parents were probably making a month, you know. Um, you know you know what I'm saying? So exactly. How but then, then we to, probably wouldn't be talking you to you to now. Yeah. That? Yeah, wow. Yeah, so, you know, those things are tough influences to fight against. So what I've tried to do is just continue to be, um, you know, who I believe, you know, First of all, God has created me to be, so I'm just, you know, really just following, like I said, my intuition and 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 my spirit. But you know, that starts also, or that gets kind of combined with the discipline and the education and the value system that's ingrained in you, you know, by your family, by your community, by you know, by by your school, by your, you know being around other positive influences. So I can only take but so much of this credit for real. Right. You know, a lot now, of this is now, really now Lamont Lamont, I'm, I'm the oldest. I just I, I understand that you're the oldest as well. How yeah, ha, exactly. how has has that driven your decisions? Because when when you got you know, your siblings, sometimes it's not your parents, it's the fact that your siblings are gonna do what you did. How, how much did that drive no about some it. of your decisions, yeah. 
No, nah, that's that's a huge part of it, and my commitment to the community and the you know the God children I have, the all the students and mentees that I've taught or tutored or mentored or you know uh, been involved with in some capacity. I got a lot of people that look up to me. There's a lot of people that I've been responsible for setting an example for. You know what I mean? So that's what has absolutely driven me to keep my act together. When you have people that you got to answer to, you know. Um, aside from just your parents, your elders, your ancestors, God, you know, when there's people right in front of you that you know if you fall off the horse, is there's the possibility that that can have a domino effect, right, on other people's lives that are connected to you in particular that are younger than you and coming up, you know, behind you and after you. That's a huge part of it. I was given a lot of responsibility at a young age to look after, you know, my younger brother and sister, and uh, that's definitely something that, help build this sense of, of responsibility and self-discipline and, you know, and understanding that it's not just about me, you know. So now that's transformed itself into, you know, trying to make sure I set positive examples of what, you know, black manhood is on screen. You know, now that transfers into me being, like I said, a, a teacher and, and a, you know, um, a positive example for other, you know, young boys and girls out in the community work that I'm doing. And like you would, like you mentioned, the philanthropy and the, the activism and, and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, when that, when that, like, uh, when, when that's ingrained in you like that, it starts to roll into and feed into all the other things that you do. You know, now it's right. just a natural part of who I am, what I do. And then even for each other, man, you know, you're setting an example for me, you know, when I when you shine, I shine. You know, when right. you're out there doing good things and as you accomplish things, it inspires and encourages me. So it's not competition. My job ain't to try to outdo you, but it's to be inspired by you. Like, yo, Rodney's making moves and he's doing it clean, he's doing it right, he's doing good things, he's doing positive things. You know what? Let me make sure I'm out there doing the same thing so we're feeding the same kind of energy. And then we support each other, we encourage each other along the way. And that's an incredible thing. Tell me what you think about this, Lamar, cause, and, and this is an idea I think that's out there in the collective consciousness, is that only one black person could exist on the on what people perceive at the top at any given moment. I don't believe that's true, and I Most, think we're yeah, going back to work, and, and speak to that, yeah. Yeah, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard, and unfortunately we fall into that because, uh, as much as I hate to say it, as, as as much as this country is a very can be a very prosperous place, mm. there's also a very devilish mentality, you know, in the foundation of a lot of the principles of this country. When you just talk about capitalism, you know, when we always talk about winning and everything so results oriented like that, then then what we're taught is I got to step on somebody else so that I can be the king of the mountain. Wow! It's never hey, let's hold hands and run to the top of this mountain together. It's not, okay, once I get up here, I'm not going to, you know, diminish other people so that I can be, you know, accomplished just so I can get the prize. I'm going to get up here so that I can reach back down and pull as many people up with me. It's not a, you know, it's not a collective consciousness. It's not a, you know, it's not about, like, cooperative, you know, economics. You know what I mean? These are, like, these things that unfortunately go away from, what we're actually typically taught in capitalism, which is, you know, give as little as possible, take and profit as much as possible, right? As right. opposed to give as much as possible and, you know, 
who cares what you get back? Because by giving, other people are going to receive, and the result of that is exponential. You can't even measure that. So whether it comes back to you, you know, shouldn't actually really matter. But guess what? It does because that's how God works. That's how the universe works. That's what karma is. The more you give, the more you get, you know. And the more I've understood that and the more I've seen greater examples of, of that and how well it works for people who, who, who sacrifice and give and, and do things for, you know, with a collective, you know, uh, frame of mind, the payback is, is leaps and bounds beyond anybody who's doing this just for their own good. You know what I mean? Yes, and, sir. And if, you don't, and if you don't know that because you're not paying attention or you're not involved or not around people like that, then the only thing you know of is the foolishness that you sometimes see, um, you know, more more obviously. And, unfortunately, those examples are very selfish. They're very uh, cutthroat. You know, they're very, um, you know, they're like, you know, ruthless ain't even ain't even a, a good enough word. They're just, again, they're, they're really self-centered, and they're actually not progressive. The only person who might progress, and typically only for a little while, is you. And you'll be there. And what a lot of people realize, even if they get there, get there by themselves, and they're only there for a short amount of time. They never last that long, lonely as hell when they get there because they didn't really actually bring anybody else, you know, along uh, and share the opportunity um, with them. And this ain't about you just getting paid and then bringing your whole crew. This ain't entourage I'm talking about. This ain't getting a fat, you know, house that's going to be on MTV Cribs and then having your whole hood in the mansion with you. That's, you know, that's not the mentality I'm talking about. I'm talking about, okay, here I am making moves. How can I empower people around me to be a part of this organization, right, to be part of this institution I'm building as we grow? Everybody's got jobs. Everybody's got skills that speak to their talents and their abilities. And, and now here we are, everybody's feeding each other. It's not just everybody feeding off of me. I'm, and I'm just opening the gate so that other people can kind of come through. they got to earn it. they got to earn it. It ain't. This ain't about being freebies. You ain't just gonna come <laughs> right. to the door just because just because we peoples. You got to be bringing something to the table. But you know, given that you do and you pre- you're preparing yourself for the opportunity, let's go. Let's get All right. it. All right. Hold on, Lamar. Hold on, hold on, Lamar. Hold it, hold it right there. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You tune in to Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to Mr. Lamar Rucker. We're gonna take a quick break, Lamar. We come back. I want to talk to Lamar Rucker, the actor. You understand? I want and, and and don't answer this question, but I'm gonna throw it out there. I'm gonna throw it out there. You you already played the great Jimmy Ruffin. Is there another person living or dead that you would like to play as an actor? Don't answer that. Don't answer that. We come back, <laughs> Lamar Rucker, and then I got a special call on the line that wants to say say hi to you. Uh, it, it's gonna be crazy. Y'all stay right there. This is Rodney Perry. You tune in, right. Rodney Perry live. You are not gonna believe this. I bought Pepsi Next. What's Pepsi Next? It's the new cola from Pepsi. It's got real cola taste, but 60% less sugar. Real cola taste. 60% less sugar? Mmm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I know. It's unbelievable. Yeah. But this is the most impressive mm. thing I've ever experienced in my entire life. Oh, definitely. Oh. Oh. I've never had anything like it. Oh. My parents are gonna. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna be so proud. Introducing Pepsi Next. Drink it to believe it. Are you getting this, honey? Going viral. All right, all right, all right. Rodney Perry, 
The name of the show is Rodney Perry Live, and you can give us a call and let us know what you think. Direct feedback, direct con- This is my number. Give me a call, 404-941-6456. 404-941-6456. Shoot me a text. Say what you want to say. Let Rodney Perry know. You never know. I might take your comment and put it on the air. That's the type of brother you're dealing with. Give us a call, 404 404- Nine four one six four five six. The Rodney Perry Hotline. Hey y'all, we are back, and you're back with your boy Rodney Perry. I'm talking to Mr. Lamar Rucker. Now, before I let Lamar answer that question, I got to bring this young lady on. This is one of my friends, one of my partners in crime in the comedy world. Not only is she a fabulous comedian, but she's also a fabulous filmmaker, and um, and she wants to say a little something to you, Lamar. Miss Ada Rodriguez. Hi guys. Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> hi, hi Lamont. What's up, baby? I gotta come on the Rodney Perry show to talk to you. You know, that's some foolishness. <laughs> hey, hey, let me stop let me <laughs> stop Ada. So Ada called me today. She's like, Yo, Rod, you got Lamont on, I wanna call in. I'm like, You not stalking him, are you? Cause no. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not one I love Lamont and you know, I mean, I couldn't be on the phone with two people that I love more. You guys are an example for young black men everywhere. And I just, wow. you don't understand that. Um, Ronnie Perry, you're the reason I got my first television credit and I went overseas. And Lamont granted me, you know, he he was just that, that guy that everybody was in love with at the time when I sent him the script. And I can't tell you how many people said he he wasn't going to do my film and we had one conversation. He read the script. And Rodney, when I tell you Lamont showed up, not just showed up to do the movie, but Lamont would, would come in there and do stuff that PAs would do. He would counsel, like, staff members, um, some of our crew's kids. I mean, he just wow. came through in a fashion that there, there was a, one of the, the director that was working on the film. Her son was having some challenges. And Lamont sat, sat in the living room and just talked to this boy for like two hours. So I just want people to know that, you know, we measure success sometimes. You guys were t- touching on it. We've gotten so caught up with Twitter followers and reality television and all the hype. Success to me, this is a successful man in Hollywood, setting an example for young black men, uh, just showing up and, you know, being gracious enough to participate in something that doesn't have hype behind it. A lot of people didn't know who I was. I can go on forever. But he he will be my friend for life. He is one of the most dapper and most debonair and classy guys in this game. And if you don't know who Lamont is, you should know who he is. You should support what he's doing because there are very few men men like this in the game. So I wanted to make sure that I shared that because he, wow. he came through, came through like a champ. Showed up and showed out. Lamar, what does that do for your heart to hear, you know, people sing the praises like look that? here. You know, if anybody knows her, and again, for those of you that don't know her, you should. But, you know, this just goes to show, you know, what, what the standard is. These are the kind of women that are out here that are not just in this industry, but, you know, on this planet with us, man, and we got to step up. So, you know, the the way I've been able to respond and the opportunity that I've had to step up and be who I am and, and become what I've become and continue to, you know, even do better than that, right, as we go forward is because of, you know, it's because of women like her. 
is because, you know, these are the women that we got to step up to and be able to stand beside and support and, um, you know, and, and hold up our end of the bargain. They can't do it by themselves, you know. So I, I highly appreciate everything she said. I mean, you know, if uh, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, blow, I'm blown away. I mean, she even brought up a couple things that I forgot about. You know, yeah, right? he was. For me, that's just normal. That's just how I, that's how I roll. But also, luckily, um, you know, we can't do it by ourselves. So luckily, the way that I am, I'm fortunate enough that, you know, to have people and have women like her around me and that I can not only become friends with, but we can do business with and we can uplift each other's children. I mean, her daughter played my daughter, you know, in the movie that we and, did. And I'm going to just say that was one thing that I missed, Rodney. One thing, you know, and I know, there are you have daughters. There aren't many people you can trust your little girls with. And it's specifically in this business that it went so so quickly, and it's uh, and so many taboos have been erased. And men, you know, with young girls, I I could leave the room with a Kayla with Lamont in the room, and I did not worry one time because I know that if anything, he was going to uphold her honor, he was going to defend her, protect her, and treat her like his own. And he he really did. And I can't tell you how much stress that relieved from me being on a set where we only had a couple of dollars and we had to worry about so many things that at least I knew that my daughter was cool if I turned my back because he's that type of a man. And, and that, you know, that means a lot to me as a mother that, you know, my daughter still makes fun of, you know, she calls my mom her play daddy. And I'm like, don't have me call him because if he gets that lecture on you. <laughs> you give, give her a huge hug and a kiss for me. I, I, you know, I miss her. Your son too. So, you know, yes. I had a great time, you know, with them. That was a wonderful opportunity. The movie we did is uh, called The Greatest Song uh, that I, you know, wrote, you know, and uh, and produced. And, and I had the opportunity to co-produce and even creatively contribute yes, a lot of did. other things. You know, and I didn't just say, you know, I want a producer credit, you know, or something like that. And that was it. Right. I was like, all right, what do you need? You know, let's. Uh, let me help to fill in whatever gap. He would take me to lunch and pay for it and give me notes on my script. <laughs> Hilarious. We had Hilarious. yo. We wrote. We rewrote a couple scenes together. We we yes. you know we we recast some things together. Mm-hmm. I mean you know just the number of things what, that, that, that really from, don't contribute like, to the quality of the product. You know, Lamont did the casting on the film. Lamont, where does that come from? Who is your mentor? Who is who is that person that gave you these values? You know what? A lot of this, man, I honestly have to give, you know, that credit to my parents who are also both artists. This is the way I've seen them behave and perform and collaborate and cooperate with other people. Um, You know, a lot of artists and creative people are actually like this, you know. Unfortunately, we just don't see much of it because oftentimes we only see the end result. Uh, But there are also a whole lot of people who aren't like this. And unfortunately, What's encouraged is, like we were saying earlier, is get yours. Don't worry about, you know, um, bringing anybody along with you or sharing what you have with anybody else. And I was, and I wasn't raised with that. You know, I was taught, yeah. and in particular in high school, when that, where it's really the the core, the foundation of my actual training, in training us in the craft of acting. They also, I think, trained us well in the the, the again the principle and the the ethics and the the, you know the spirit and the value system and sense of responsibility and privilege. That Hold on, Lamont. I cannot let active. you graze across that. You didn't just go to no regular high school. 
you went to the illustrious Duke Ellison School of the Performing Arts. I mean, this is this is the real deal. So you you must have knew. I mean, of course your your parents were artists, so so you had a sense of what you were getting into even at high school age. Yes and no. I mean, truthfully, when you're young, you really don't have an understanding because you can't see the future for one, but you don't really know exactly what this is. And that's why how we form our young people and where we put them in the education and exposure that we give them helps to just lay a foundation so that then the things that they do after that get built on top of that. I had no real idea at the time how important everything was that was being taught to me. So now, as we always say, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? I look back and I'm like, damn, you know, now I see how valuable it is that I was taught to come out here to give something away, not to take something away, mm-hmm. you know, that I was taught that, you know, there are people who come here before us, right, doing this, doing this thing and others, and without them, we wouldn't have these doors to walk through. We wouldn't have these radio shows pages and screens, you know, to to shine on if it wasn't for their sacrifice, their work, the images and the standards that they put out there. I mean, so in a way, all we're really doing, yeah, we're being ourselves, but we're also channeling people that have already been here. You know, we're channeling, like, energy that that came here before us. So it ain't you stepping on that screen. It's you, everybody that look like you, everybody that, you know, Come with you and come through you. Everybody with a name, you and, know, and everybody's gonna come after you like, too. Yeah, that's right. And everybody that's still yet to come here. So, for perfect example, the the play that I've been co-producing with my partners. Uh, we started a theater company, an ensemble out here of collective artists called the Black Gents of Hollywood, and we started that in L.A. But our second production is this Tuskegee Airmen piece that we're doing, and we've been uh, doing that off Broadway in New York. We just had our three-year anniversary, so. Self-produced, out there kicking butt in NY, which you know is 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 hard to do. Oh my so God! So not yeah. just the fact that we're talking about the airmen in World War II and that whole, you know, the civil rights leaders that they really were, you know, for for all of us, and how we're channeling that history and those and those uh, airmen who have who have passed on. But it's really like a, we understand that there's a sense of responsibility, even the way the play is written. It's, it's entitled Black Angels over Tuskegee. So the whole point of it is acknowledging that these angels have come here, you know, to pave the way and open up doors and knock down, you know, some of the stereotypes that existed so that, so that we could step up, you know, in their, in their shadows and stand on their shoulders. But specifically, every show, before we do the show, we pray. And at the end of that prayer, you know, we say, for, for all those who come before and for all those yet to be born, wow. black angels. But we all say that together, and that's really like, you know, the, the central theme of what we really understand is, is really the real power and purpose of not just what that piece is about, but what our lives are really supposed to be, you know, supposed to be about. Man, you, you've done it all uh, from from television and soap operas, as the world turns, all of us, all my children, half and half. Uh, uh, you know, then you 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 made the foray. You, I think you got on a lot of people's radar. Uh, and uh, Tyler Perry's "Why Did I Get Married?" where you completely, you know, destroyed this movie. Uh, but I asked you a question before we went to break. You played the great Jimmy Ruffin. Is there anybody that you would like to play, living or dead? Man, there's there's a few different people. I mean, 
I looked up to so many people coming up, and there were so many different artists, um, you know, uh, actors, you know, uh, civil rights leaders, um, you know, musicians and singers. You know, I'd love to, like, to uh, tell Donny Hathaway's story, you know. I'd love to tell, um, you know, other singers. I mean, Luther Vandross, you know, we don't know about. I think he's got, he's probably got a really incredible story that, you know, we don't know much about. And I think there's a real mystique and mysticism behind men, you know, things yeah. about their journey and things about their lives that uh, I think we could all learn from, and that would be uh, interesting to share their, you know, you know what I'm saying? Otis Redding, I just left Memphis, uh, matter of fact, and it reminded me of, um, you know, how much, you know, Otis Redding is probably somebody that, not enough of us know enough about just how much he's contributed to, you know, to the world and to music and what his, what his life. And again, I think it's really interesting to know people's journey because all we know of is what they've accomplished, but we don't know much about how they got there. We don't know much about what they had to do and the work that they, you know, had to uh, accomplish and the trials and tribulations and the, you know, what those aspirations were and how they made those dreams come to life. You know, it's like it's like being a ball player. All we see is people on Sunday. All we yeah. see is the All Star. We don't see cats in the gym. We don't see them in the weight room. We don't the see them in, in, yeah. after getting you know after getting injured. We don't see them trying to manage and juggle their family relationships and responsibilities. We don't we don't see them going through the emotional you know processes that are necessary to get themselves you know prepared for what they got to do and to manage everything that comes along with who they are, where they come from. I mean, you know, that's probably one small thing that I could give credit for some of these reality shows mm-hmm. is that when you really are able to look at some of the details in people's personal lives, you're like, oh, wow, I didn't know. Yeah. You know, he's I had no idea, that. yeah. I didn't know his parents were that off the chain or, you know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't know, you right. know. He's, you know what I'm saying? So sometimes yeah. there's a little bit of that insight that gives us, that reminds us that people are real people. Um, Paul Robeson, you know, is absolutely at the top of my list. Um, oh, well. you would, you would kill like, that. Oh. Yeah, you telling me, you know. Um, I think of, you know, all kind of different people, you know, Booker T, um, you know. Yeah. Uh, this, I mean, you know, as like, you're saying this, where like, it, so many stories that haven't been told. Yeah, man, that's what I'm saying. There's like so, so many things and so many people, you know. Even like kind of some of the folklore and, and and folk legends, you know, that exist. I mean, has anybody done a film? I mean, you know, uh, yeah, we've got different people who've tried to do things about, you know, uh, the history of right of Christianity and the Crusades mm-hmm. or the Catholic Church or whatever. But what about some of the other prophets and men of color throughout the history of like what? You know, there, of how there, there is no film that really covers the Moors. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, have we ever have, have who's who's telling the story of of Muhammad? Who's telling the story of Saint Benedict the Moor? Who's telling the story of you know uh, uh, Kwame Nkrumah? And who's telling? You know what I'm saying? Like who's yeah. really got Shaka Zulu, Kunta Kinte, and then we jump from there to Malcolm X and Martin Luther King or something? Yeah, what, what, what happened to all that you, other time? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, where where's where's Adam Clayton Powell? Where's Marcus Garvey, you know? Um, who's really how, how who really knows about who liberated, you know, um uh Jamaica or Barbados or Bermuda or, you know, 
uh, Anguilla, Belize, who understands about the African lineage between, you know, the continent of Africa here and, and the history of Central America. People don't even know there's Africans in the Honduras. Oh, you absolutely. Know they don't know nothing about, like, how we're connected to Brazilian heritage, to, you know, all kind of other cultures in South America and, and beyond. So it's like it's so vast, man. There's such an incredible history that we have that's so long before the history of slavery even in this country that, you know, okay, Django might be cool and that might, you know, get you geeked up a little bit. But there's so many other heroes, you know, um, that are real heroes, not some sensationalized version of what, you know. Right. The murder maker of of a composite of 15 different guys that were out during that that time. There's, like, so many incredible, powerful stories to tell um, that would also be very educational uh, all at the same time to not just us, but even the people who, you know, aren't from where we're from, you know, that they would learn so much more about uh, about us, where we come from, and how magnificent we are and have always been and will continue to be. So, you know, we're tied to a long legacy of greatness, man, and I just think as, as much as possible and as, as long as, you know, I can be here at this time and in this form um, that, you know, I would love to have as much opportunity as possible to uh, to bring some of those things to, you know, to the forefront, you know, and uh, I'm excited about the possibilities, man, so, you know, I've got some things that I'm working on and things being developed, and we're going to continue to do it uh, on on TV, film, you know, stage, and yeah. and, uh, and upwards, man, and have have fun doing it. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I love it, man. Let's cover everything. Of course, the, the Black Gents, they're doing their thing. They're at The Black Gents on Twitter, and the website is blackangelsovertuskegee.com. It's blackangelsovertuskegee.com. Uh, that, man, yeah, I, I love York, that. Go, go check it out, man. You know, yeah, man. If, 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 and we're working on trying to, you know, continue to get it around the country. We uh, actually uh, did it. Uh, I spoke of Bermuda. We did the show in Bermuda uh, uh, about a week or so ago. We were there all week. Um, and then we're actually headed to Cleveland uh, soon. And we've got a couple other cities on, on the radar. I just also met with some potential sponsors when I was also just in Memphis. Shout out to everybody at Memphis. Um, and, um, you know, so we're always looking to get this thing on the move and around the country. Um, we're looking to bring it back to Los Angeles probably in May for a special kind of presentation because we're also working on a Broadway campaign to get it from being off-Broadway to main stage Broadway as well. Well, well let, let us know what we have to do. Hey, 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 Lamont, can you take a couple of questions? i got a couple of people on the line waiting to of say course. hi. All right, of course, uh, man. Uh, Charles Horton, you up first, Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, man, it's Charles. What's up, Charles? You on with Lamar? Hey, how much, man? Hey, I just wanted to call and, and, and just come up from a male's perspective. I've been listening to your show now, Rodney, for the last couple of weeks. And, um, you know, I, I just like to say that both, you know, the conversation that you and, and Ramon have been having today, I think it's, it's one that's needed, especially within the, the black male community. Um, I think... Unfortunately, most media outlets don't portray what I'll call more the inner workings of us as black men and, and for you guys to, to be confident in yourselves enough to have these types of discussions that show more than just a superficial part of life. Um, you know, I just, I just credit both of y'all for, for, willing, for being willing to, to have that discussion. 
you know, out here so, so a lot of people can hear it, and hopefully we can just continue to expand and grow it. So just kudos to both y'all. Hey, thanks, hey, y'all. I appreciate that, man. And, and right. what do you say to that, Lamont, you know, in terms of uh, black men having those conversations? I mean, I think Ida said it best. She said, you, you was even counseling people on the set. You was getting it in. But I missed the last thing you said. I said, I said, I said, what do you say to, you know, black men having, like, these type of conversations, but conversations in general, you know, and, you know, I mean, you even took time on the set of a, of a film to take and stop and, and, and give a young man, you know, some guidance. I think that's just awesome. Yeah, well, I think what's important, man, is, um, is, is, is that we not be afraid to love each other, basically, you know. I think it's really that simple. I mean, I want to thank and and commend, you know, Charles for even just having the, uh, unfortunately, we got to call it guts, but, like, you know, some dudes don't think it's cool to show another brother some love. You know what I mean? So that's what's highly important, man. We got to love each other and support and encourage each other instead of always thinking that it's cooler to push each other around or to talk bad about each other or make fun of each other. Instead, it's exactly the opposite. So for me, you know, reaching out to that young brother was, was common sense. I mean, first of all, you know, he's got his own life to save. But then on top of that, you know, he's driving his mother crazy, right? Right, Because he ain't got his act together, you know? And then on top of that, here we are trying to give him an opportunity and give him some sense of responsibility, and he was in a position to blow that, you know? So it was a combination of get your act together, you know, stop giving your mother grief, and don't blow you know, the responsibility that I'm trying to give you, you know? So there's a way to do that that doesn't diminish him and his spirit and instead gets him to understand how 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 thankful we are for him, how much potential he has and how all those things are actually not places for him to hope to fail or that he's doomed to fail, but instead those are actually all opportunities for him to succeed and for him to see what he's made of. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's like the most imp- – I mean, what's more important than that? When you really think about it, all the things that we've all been through, but what allows us to stand up straight, push our shoulders back, and not stick our nose up in the air but walk with our chin up is the fact that we've been through some things that we've come out on the other side of, and it built character. It, it showed us, you know, what we're made of, what we're capable of if we, you know, Dig in and do the work and and stay on the right on the right path. And my we can't man, do that, boss. we, we cannot do, we can't do it. We can't do it alone, Lamar. What, what's next, bro? Uh, we got to get ready to start uh, whining now. Uh, well, a couple things. I've you know been trying to keep my head busy and again keep my keep my nose to the grindstone. Um, uh, a couple of my uh, new newer film projects. One's called The Under Shepherd, um, written by Russ. Parr, directed and produced by Russ Parr as well. You oh, nice. might know him also as one of your radio peers, yes, uh, well-known, but Russ is an excellent writer. Um, and myself, Isaiah Washington, Robin Lee, Melinda Williams, uh, Keith David, Elise Neal, Vanessa Bell Calloway. We got a you know, all-star cast. That's an nice. awesome, uh, awesome piece. Uh, Isaiah and I play two young ministers up, in, you know, coming up in this big, uh, you know, church. And it starts getting into all the inner workings and some of the corruption and power dynamics of, you know, of the church and how, you know, that deals with, uh, you know, that that whole thing. It's been it's a real, real powerful, uh, real powerful piece. So 
Look forward to y'all seeing that. Just wrapped another project, actually, that shot in Atlanta called First Impression. Um, Lisa Arendelle Anderson and I are the uh, leads there. Elise Neal, actually, also in that one. Uh, Tommy Ford called Pain. You know, quite a few. Um, um, actually, even Dave, David Mann and Tamala got a little, uh, you know, they they make a little appearance in there as, as two other characters. So that was a lot of fun, and that's about, um, uh, you know, me and Lisa, uh, are kind of young professionals who who meet and uh, start dating, um, and unbeknownst to us both, we're also uh, dating online. You know, as two other people, right? So it's it all you know. So it deals with the whole online dating, but also just dealing with again how we often you know, hide behind certain things and don't hold ourselves out, you know, to one another truthfully because we're you know, afraid of love or afraid of rejection, you know. So it's just, it just kind of deals with that, that whole, uh, you know, just the relationship and dating dynamics that that we all have have challenges with nowadays. Um, you know, a number of other things, you know, happening all the time. So, you know, pilot season, so taking my meetings, making my rounds. You know, now that we're done with Browns, it's uh, time to get a, you know, time to get a new show. So, there you go. Uh, uh, always out in the community and hitting the street. Uh, I mean, I think Charles said he was from Charlotte. I'm actually in Charlotte at CIAA this coming weekend, um, doing a lot of work with United Negro College Fund um, and the Gates Millennium Scholars Program. Um, you know, there's several other initiatives, other boards that I'm on. And, again, the Black Gents and our Black Angels over Tuskegee pieces is, uh, you know, uh, taking bids and on the on the move and still thriving, like I said, in New York. So, you know, staying busy, um, you know, always continuing to build the for play, you know, brand and and uh developing some other ideas. I just uh met I visited and met with Saint Jude's Hospital in Memphis. So I'm gonna continue to do some work with them and uh, you know, always doing things that are connected to uh you know, uplifting our communities, man, and strengthening each other and and uh and taking care of our kids, man. You know, they're the future and we got to do the best we can to make sure we're laying out a foundation for them and, and creating a world that they can thrive in, you know. Uh, we out here making these babies. We better make sure, you know, they got something to thrive and live off of. You know what I mean? Well so, said. Well I'm said. I'm going to do what, I, do what I can to be a, a positive part of that. Man. man, hey, man, thank you. I can't thank you enough for coming on today, man. Awesome conversation. The the Twitter the Twitter sphere is lighting up because they like they they they've never heard me and really chop it up like this. So man, thank you, man. A great way to round out the month of February. You know, we've been talking about love all month. I gotta ask for the ladies before I let you go. Is, is there a, a, a Mrs. Rucker coming down the line? <laughs> you know what? I'm working on it, man. I'm working <laughs> on it. So you know, I you know hopefully. Uh, Sometime soon, I had I had some good news for you. So you know, uh, so I'm I'm, I'm, in, I'm I'm in, I'm encouraged, man. I'm in a very happy place right now. So you know, uh, good stuff, bro. So you know, I'll, I'll let you know. Trust me. No You'll doubt. You'll find out when it hit, when it hits the fan, it's gonna hit hard. That's for sure. So I already know. Hey, y'all, y'all heard him. He is Lamar Rucker. <laughs> Hey, man, thanks a lot for coming on. It's been an incredible show today. Y'all hang on the line. The show is not over. The show is not over. This is Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. When I come back, I'm talking to my boy Troy Rollins. Four, three, two, uno. What up, y'all? It is time for Off the Chain with me, Rodney Perry. I'm your host.
Coast. My girl DJ Tracy Steele is on the ones and twos, and we premiere October 22nd, 9 p.m. on Bounce TV. You don't want to miss it. The best in stand-up comedy. Let me tell y'all something. It's going to be so off the chain. Did I say that? Off the chain? I'm crazy. Bounce TV. That's www.bouncetv.com. Hit them up on Twitter, Bounce underscore TV. They're at Bounce underscore TV. This is Rodney Perry, and I'm the host, bitch. <laughs> After all the positivity, that's the way I want to end the commercial. What's wrong with me? Hey, y'all, this is your boy Rodney Perry. You're tuned to the Rodney Perry Live, and I tell you what, man, it's time to bring on one of my, my comedy cohorts. This guy's been just destroying stages all around the country. And, uh, again, a good dude, you know what I'm saying, a, a, a husband, a father, the whole nine. What's up, Troy? What's going on, Rodney Perry? You done, now you done threw something in the mix that's going to blow up my Twitter sphere. I'm not a husband. I am a father. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought I I'm sorry. Yeah, you got, it. You got all the people going crazy. My bad. All of a sudden, everything is. I just got a card in the mail that quickly. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Just, the mail didn't come yet. My check didn't. <laughs> How did I get a card? <laughs> Somebody slid the card in my slot as soon as you said that. It was like, what's that the mail, man, from TV? Uh, hilarious. <laughs> now, you're going to be out here in Atlanta um, this next week. Uh, now, what are the dates? Yes, indeed. I'll be in Atlanta Tuesday the 5th and Wednesday the 6th for three shows at the Uptown Comedy Corner. Right there in Atlanta, bring the Ron Tatsua. Your show ain't no typical show. No. No, no, no. But let me say this before I get started. I gotta thank Rodney too. This positivity from listening to the interview with Lamont and Ida Rodriguez calling in and uh, awesome show. Phenomenal, great way to wrap up Black History Month and just it's great to hear positive African American men and and women of color just talking and connecting. And Rodney Perry was a blessing to me since I've been in Los Angeles. You you were one of the first special guests that came on the stage when Ed Mitchell and Tony Spies blessed me with the stage of the Comedy Union. You just came up and said, hey, let me, let me bless the mic and wreck the show. So I appreciate you just adding to what happened to me here in Los Angeles. Word. I appreciate you. Well, you know I'm a comedy crackhead. If it, if, if it's a, if it's if it's open, if it's a mic with that's open, that's on, I'm gonna talk on it. That's just me. So, but but you know what I saw early on. First of all, from the time you stepped into town, it felt like you had already been there. You know what I mean? You didn't right. feel new. You know, most people have that new vibe, that new energy, but. The life that you led before you got to L.A. must have been a rich one because it allowed you to walk into town with a vibe that, you know, I think it might have been like almost a year later for you. It's like, yo, Rod, you know, really, I just kind of started it. I'm like, what? Yeah, I just, <laughs> got, I just cracked. Well, I, I've been doing comedy, thank God, for Baltimore. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah. So I, I came up with a lot of just comedy, great people in comedy watching it. And, you know, but, yeah, I, I started doing professional comedy, paid comedy, 2001. So it wasn't that long, maybe seven years before I came to California. But um, just having the background and just knowing the marketing side and, and just been blessed. Tony Spot, like I say, shout out to Enns Mitchell at the Comedy Union. They really yeah. blessed me to, to step on the stage. And I didn't come here with the whole ism and schism, and I knew my show was different. Um, my Raw and Cut show what, what my niche became is more so improv and comedy. So I'm not going on stage doing an average half an hour, even an hour set. I'm with an audience anywhere from 90 minutes to 
my major show in November with the bikers is four hours. Wow. <laughs> and you're taking questions and sex, love, and relationships. It's raw and cut. So people can write down their questions of a sexual nature anonymously, put them in a put them in a bucket, we'll chime in on them, we'll go off of them, and it just became a, it became a phenomenon. If if you would have told me I've been doing this 10 years ago, I would have been like, yeah, right. But it led to me doing this, a tour, a world tour now, and a book that just dropped. So, um, yeah, man, it's it's, a, it's been a blessing. So tell us, what's the name of the book, man? The book is called Butt Naked Honest. That's how we say it, okay. black folk. <laughs> black folk say butt naked honest. The book says butt, dot, 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 question, naked honest, question mark, conversational foreplay for dating, asking the hard questions up front. So what's the what's the toughest thing out there? What what as you see it, I mean you you've heard all of the questions. You've been doing these for years. What what mm-hmm. what's, what do what do what do men want to know most? And then you know conversely, what do women want to know most? And we go raw. I um the whole technique, the method behind the madness is that if I get you to talk about stuff that's taboo, and we have fun and open up, then serious issues come out too. And a lot of people. We duck and dodge. We're talking about love and relationships. We duck and dodge around a lot of things dealing with the sexual part of the relationship that also connect to more the emotional part of the relationship. You know, a lot of things tie in, whereas my book isn't as raw and cut as my tour. The tour has opened up more conversation. And women, well, first off, I always open up by saying certain things. I know we, I know it's not uncut, so I won't <laughs> get too open. But I open oh, up and oh, Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me be clear. We're on the Internet, you understand? Oh. Please <laughs> get wrong. <laughs> All right. First things I usually say when I come out, I say, look, I don't care if you're a virgin or if you were sucking dick in the hallway. we all on the same playing field. No judging people. I don't know if that's the same playing field, first of all. Because <laughs> if, you, if you hit it in the hallway, you're nice with it. Okay. But go ahead, go ahead. I'm just saying no judging. You know, I, I'm not going to judge you. matter of fact, I might commend you. No, yeah. but I'm saying I'm, I'm just not going to clap for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but the second thing is I don't do the battle of the sexes bullshit. So I don't I don't deal with a lot of the when people leave my session I want them hugging each other, laughing, enjoying, or texting who they trying to hook up with. <laughs> Meaning that you I don't, ain't I don't trying want to drive people apart. You're trying to drive them together. No, no, because because one of the first things I noticed when I when I started doing this is that our conversation is men and women is totally diminishing the essence of us having any kind of relationships with one another. Wow. If if I'm a man and you're a man, and just just for example, I'm not I'm not beating down on women either, but if I'm a man and you're a man and the woman is talking about I can't find no good man, I can't and when she talks to a man she's demeaning him. If you don't allow a man to be a man, you're not gonna have a man. Okay. So why why even you know if you're talking down now, to now, man, you now, don't now, now hold on Troy that was a school of thought to say you ain't never got to let a real man be a man because he's just gonna be it. No, nah, that's a lie. You know why? <laughs> you know why? <laughs> that's a, that's a lie because each one has to teach one. Meaning that okay. if I was never taught that like I'm a gentleman because my father was a gentleman he taught me how to be a gentleman. Right. My mother taught me certain things she knew about respecting a woman and about sex, but no one taught me about love. Mm. That's something I had to learn. But by virtue of having a mother and father, you had a picture of love. Am I right? A you picture. Had a, but they also a, got divorced 21 years in. How but, much? How what, much? How many? The school only lasts four years. How much you need? <laughs> oh, you need. You need some. You I mean, need. Some, you need. They gave you the 20 thing. years of love. Thing, and talking to you. 
Well, we're talking about a different type of love, too. It, yeah. But it, just think about how many men or women get a chance to actually sit down with their children and talk to them about love. Isn't it? Well, right. you know, yeah, your heart's going to be out there. This, we may talk to, you know, it's hard for some parents to talk to their kids about sex alone. Right. But True. to talk to them about love, look, there's something deeper. Yeah, you're going to have these attractions. You're going to have these feelings, this, that, and other. But love is going to take your heart in some places that you may want to go and may not want to but go deep. But we're yeah. part of, we're, we're a different generation. We are able to talk deeper, not saying it's going to be better or worse, but just to have the conversation. So a lot of my show gets people out of the fear of saying what they want to say. Because some women don't know how to say openly, look, I'm, I'm, what happened is this was a book tour. Okay. And during the book tour, we were in malls and stuff, and women were coming up for a book called What I Do is Taboo. What I do is taboo.com. You can check that book out too. But but often in yonder. And like a Zane book, you know, sex, okay. wrong cut. Small book, women coming up reading the book. But a woman came up and said, Look, I had an issue. My husband gets home from work. You know, I'm trying to be sexy. I go down on him, unzip his pants, but he stops me. Why is he doing that? And I'm a comedian. Right. So I don't mind embarrassing myself. I was like, well, were you always going down on him when he got in the door? Is this something you do on a regular or is this new? <laughs> right. Because because you can actually, I said, but another thing is you have to realize your man just got home from work. He's kind of still at work. We we, right. we have a hard time deprogramming. Yeah, you got to disconnect a woman, for a little, for a little oh, while. Oh, whereas, and, and women don't really, you know, the, the notion is that men are always ready to have sex, and we're not. <laughs> not every time, all the time. If we're upset about something, or if you get a man mad enough, <laughs> you know, the more you talk, the more you get him angry, the more he shrinks. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so it's just in case you don't you don't realize, because some people are like, why is my man always, well, how much nagging did you do? How much for preparation? Not saying we're not sexually attracted, but we're, we're, we're emotional beings and we're feelings too. We right. don't know how to like women. But so when we talked, I was like, I stepped back and I said, well, I thought women were talking to other women about this. No, women don't talk to other women about her husband, her not being able to satisfy her husband or her husband acting some way sexually if they feel like another woman might be, you know, judging her or invading. So I was like, let's start this as an open forum. So eight years ago, we started in the back of a bookstore with like 20 people. And I just let people get open. And I, I was the host and did the comedy thing and opened up and birthed myself. Hey, I, my, my ass was ticklish. You know, they were like, what? <laughs> Let's get it all out there. I found out my ass was ticklish. <laughs> right. Didn't want to act crazy. Didn't want to kick the girl in the throat. But it made me feel a certain way. You don't know, tickle, so, don't tickle that. Yeah, yeah I just you know. But then I realized it's not always like that. But all of a sudden, this started building into something big. It went from twenty people in the back of a bookstore to eight hundred people in the ballroom. Wow, crazy. And and it just became big. And and. All I'm doing is setting up the atmosphere for people to get open. I'm a wonderful host because I do comedy, I host events, but I'm open and transparent with the audience. Just like that's what I learned from the greats, like like prior. I just happen to be blessed to find my niche pretty early in this thing and to try to stick with it. And now, um, so what are people going to see at the Uptown, man? Are they going to see uh, some element of what we just talked about, or or is oh man, they're getting bigger because your your stand up by itself is funny as hell. Right, right. Oh, they're going to get all of it. They're going to get, and, and it's, you know, uh, Angelo and them over at the Uptown are blessing me to come in and do my show, do the show. So they're going to get all of that. And they're going to leave there feeling like they 
they just went to a, a raw uncut church service. They got <laughs> let him you. They go, they're gonna get all friends. They're gonna find you. How can people find you, Troy? What's hey, your Twitter you're on, and website? Yeah, yeah. If you're on Twitter, just go to at Troy Rawlings. T R O Y R A W L I N G S. If you're on Facebook, like my fan page, and you'll have all the information. Troy Rawlings, T R O Y R A W L I N G S fan page on Facebook and um, like me. And those are two ways you can talk to me directly. Also, we're setting up the world tour and check out my new book. And for the biker clubs all over, what's up? Atlanta's going to be crazy. Atlanta's going to be crazy, but we're going to have a ball. All right, man. I'm going to be in town, man. I'm going to pop in there probably Tuesday and uh, and check you out, man. You know, you you pop in, you my guest. You got to, you got to touch the, you know, you know, you know, you know, I told you I'm a (laughs) cartoon. Hey, hey, Hey man, hey thanks thanks for popping in today, man. Uh thank you to Ada Rodriguez and also my man Mr. Lamar Rucker. Uh y'all can check out my man Troy Rollins. Uh he's at Troy Rollins on uh, Twitter. That's T E R O Y R A W L I N G S and uh, on Facebook. Like his fan page, go check him out and you can talk to him directly. Troy, man, thank you brother for coming on and uh and, thank and you, we, we We'll uh, we'll also reiterate it next week so people can know that you're in town. So we uh, we appreciate you, bro. All right, thanks so much. Hey man, thanks a lot. Have a good one. Hey y'all, my name is Rodney Perry. That's our show for today. You guys have been incredible as always, man. And I gotta tell y'all, uh, the name of the movie I either did with uh, Lamont is called The Greatest Song. Go check that out. I believe it's on Netflix right now. And uh, uh, really, really great joint, man. And uh, we'll continue to bring you guys great shows if you continue to listen. My name is Rodney Perry. Y'all stay blessed. We are.